Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we pay tribute to the longest-running WWE 24-7 champion of all time, R-Truth. It is lost in the mid-card. Welcome. It feels good to say welcome to the AEW pay-per-view preview special. The first time we get to say that in the, the history of AEW as Double or Nothing is finally here. It's this Saturday. We are going to preview, run down the card, give you our predictions and all that fun stuff at the end of the show. Uh, and at the beginning of the show, we got a lots of news. Of course, uh, the big news broke of uh, television and lots of other things for Double or Nothing. So we've got a lot of AEW to talk about. We've got Money in the Bank to talk about as well and the fallout from that. And a lot of headlines, a lot of news breaking out this week as well. So let's get right to it first. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost the Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way. Typically every Wednesday, but this week we are doing it for Thursday, so that's why it's always best to subscribe. That way you know when that new episode drops. You can also subscribe on the YouTube. The links to everything are on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com slash Lost of the Midcard, or you can go to the Twitter at LITMC Podcast. We also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world there, so give us a follow there. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw of Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right, I guess. Uh, it's been an interesting week in wrestling, and it's... Uh, it's only going to get more interesting by the time the week ends. So, let's get into it. We got we got we got two weekends uh, in a row of some good good old fashioned wrestling that we're going to enjoy. So I can't wait. Our other coast, he's on the Twitter at no one like D. It is Daryl Bullock. Daryl, how you doing? I can't complain. Double or nothing is Sunday. Brock Lesnar is still a bitch, and yeah. I'm good, other than that. I can't remember the last time I, I've given $50 to a wrestling pay-per-view. It's been a long, long fucking time. But uh, I'm going to do it on Saturday, and, and uh, we're going to have a good time. I, I can think the last time I did it. It was WrestleMania whenever it was in the teens. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Well, the big news we're going to talk about before we even get into double uh, or into the road to double or nothing or uh, being the elite uh, or some SU training. Uh, the big news that happened um, May 15th, a, a week ago, uh, it, basically a, a, a day, uh, the, actually the day our, our podcast came out, but it was the day after we recorded, and it's official. AEW is going to be coming to TNT. TNT is going to be having wrestling once again. Uh, they announced it at the uh, the upfronts here uh, in in Atlanta, and uh, or was it? I don't know if the upfronts were in Atlanta, but uh, Warner Media was the upfronts out. were in Madison Square Garden, New York. Okay, uh, Warner Media announced it, partnering with uh, All Elite Wrestling, and uh, 
They will uh, be airing weekly this year on uh, Tuesdays. And, of course, uh, that's going to be called Tuesday Night Dynamite, unless something's really drastically changed there. And uh, so it's official. Uh, guys, TNT, that's a... That's a that's a pretty uh, a pretty hefty uh, home, isn't it? Yes, it's where the big boys play. But at the same token, it's not really a surprise because we've been talking about TNT as being the destination for AEW as far back as January. Yeah. On this show, so I mean, I, we we talked about maybe doing a bonus show this week, but let's face it, there really wasn't a whole lot of groundbreaking information that came out last week that we hadn't already covered. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the official website is now out there, alleletewrestling.com. Uh, so if someone squatted on that, they probably got paid a nice penny. Um, and as, uh, as we said uh, late in the show last week, Earl Hebner was, has uh, been uh, hired on as a referee as well as Aubrey Edwards. Uh, the, the AEW website lists Jim Ross, Alex Marvez, Conrad Thompson, and Excalibur as the broadcast team. So, Conrad's no longer listed on there. Okay, they took him off. All right. Yeah. Uh, they then announced that uh, AEW, after the announcement with, the, with TNT, they did announce that AEW uh, will be on uh, uh, cable providers, uh, the Sling app, and uh, it's going to be on Bleacher Report Live for forty nine ninety nine. We talked about that price, guys. You still think it, it's kind of a, a hefty price for for nowadays, don't you think? But uh... Yeah, I mean, the only reason I think it is what it is, I mean, barring it being a, the first pay-per-view of this company, you got to look at it as well as like most the big wrestling companies such as New Japan or Ring of Honor or WWE have their own streaming service. So it's like... What can you do for the moment? Unless they come out with AEW, the app, or whatever it's on streaming service in like the next year or so, I mean, it's going to be what it is. I mean, I honestly, don't I think pay. it's something. I think it's something they really need to do uh, sooner yeah, rather than later. I mean, it, it's you're absolutely correct. I mean, I just think that's what the situation is at hand, and I think you know, creating those type of apps with those type of streaming services, I mean, it it costs money. I mean, you, I mean, it's you just got to see what you can do with it. Do you think fifty dollars is just the the first one, and and maybe it's going to get cheaper from here on out? I think I think eventually it will, and I think that it's either going to be that, or they're just not going to hold as many pay per views as often as you know the other companies. Well, I mean, you know, if they're going to still spread I mean, it out. A- even if they're going to do it every other month, it's still going to be hard to ask the the wrestling public to give them fifty dollars every two months. You're right, but let me look at it this year. You got, what, Double or Nothing. Um, Fight for the Fallen is in, what, July? Yeah, and then and All I Out. It's, I think it's June. Is it June? Yeah, and then you got... Uh, it could be July. I think it's, it's July. I think yeah, it's, no, I think it's July. Sometime. And then two and, months yeah. later is All Out. And then All Out, right. So it's Every two months. Spread out. It's pretty spread out. Well, so it's every mean, two months. It, it's still every two months, so... Yeah, I mean, save your allowance, kids. <laughs> I just don't know. My, my big, my biggest issue coming from this is the streaming pay per view should be cheaper than the cable company pay per view. Uh, it's one thing to be charging fifty dollars on Verizon or Comcast or Cox or whatever. Yeah. 
um, but to be charging $50 on Bleacher Report Live, uh, I think that's a huge mistake. Absolutely. Because they're not they're not getting their, none of their profits are getting cut on Bleacher Report Live. No. Yes, you you have to do a you have to do a revenue share with the cable company, which is why pay per views are as high as they are. Yeah. But when you're when you're talking a streaming service, especially a streaming service that could most likely crash this Saturday night, <laughs> yeah. and you're charging people fifty dollars a pop for that, that's a big mistake. I mean, it's, it's a very big mistake. That, but you got, but you got two. You got I ordered two streaming it on, I, service, look, I, though, bro. Look, I ordered it on. I ordered my cable box for a reason. Well, you got two streaming services, and remember when Ring of Honor did? Uh, 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 what is that that I went to that you guys um, said it crashed? What, what did Ring of Honor have? Was it um, Mania, Mania in New Orleans weekend? I can't think of what it was. But <laughs> Supercard of Honor. Yeah, Supercard of Honor. Because yeah. you could. It crashed because you only had one service. They have several different outlets to do it on. Yeah, and, and yeah. like for example, um, if you're in Canada, uh, Double or Nothing's on Fight TV for the equivalent of like sixteen to nineteen U.S. dollars. I'm pretty sure Bleacher Report Live still in Canada. Uh, fight well, fight. Uh, you can get. I you, think fight. Uh, fight is only being. I think fight is only covering. Every part of the the world that's not North America and, and Europe. Oh, I um I got some friends in Canada that said they've seen it and seen the prices. So they might have VPN'd it. Maybe that could have. But yeah. the, as far as my understanding, Canada's Canada falls under the uh, Bleacher Report Live. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you want a VPN that you're in fucking Japan? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can go on the fight oh, app with, with, a, with a VPN and freaking <laughs> and get it at a discounted rate. You know, if you want to jump through those hoops. Um, but you know, the average fan, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't have the time to be doing that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, J- John McMullen of TSN is reporting that TNT will be covering the production costs of the uh, AEW weekly series. And uh, the series will fall under the entertainment banner for Warner Media, but presented as sports property. And uh, that currently no rights fees. Uh, there are no rights fees, but the two sides will share an ad revenue. With AEW getting a good deal in that regard, uh, McMullen pointed out that the deal of this nature is unprecedented for a startup, and that it took WWE 35 years before they hit that level of money to make t- that that sort of money off of TV rights. <laughs> Vince. Oh, how the times have changed. Uh, I, I'd credit getting it done to Tony Khan's relationship with Warner Media. Dave Shear and I talked a lot about the uh, the opportunity that AEW was here today on the uh, We Don't Need No Stinking Name show. Uh, according to Mike Johnson, the PW Insider discussed a lot about what they expected based on the announcement and hit many of those same points that John McMullen did in the uh, uh, in the TSN article. Um. So uh, a lot of those uh, uh, a lot of those AEW haters, WWE jock writers, were trying to say, "Oh, they're pay- going to have to pay TNT to get on." But no, they're actually going to be making money off ad revenue. And uh, uh, funny enough, they got the same they got the TV deal that Vince took thirty five years to get. So shit, TNT ain't showing shit else. I haven't showed shit else since Nitro well, it went off to A. Well, yeah, I mean, TNT got- is also paying for all production costs. Yeah, right. So which, I mean- is, which is a big. Which is a big deal. TNT's got yeah, some production, great, production ain't fucking cheap. TNT, well, think about think, TNT's think about this. Great, TNT's got some great series, though. But yeah, sports wise, outside the NBA, yeah, they're uh, yeah. This, I mean, think about it. You even look at USA. Like USA has Monday Night Raw, 
Mr. Uh, Ms. and Mrs. Uh, they got a, they've, they've got a lot of good shows too. Like they series. do, but but think about it. The, the the majority of their revenue comes from WWE. Yeah. Yeah, but also keep also keep in mind, even without professional wrestling, TNT only finished two spots behind USA last year in the cable wars. So yeah, so think well you gotta remember. So just two spots. And with that was that was when USA had Raw and SmackDown. USA will lose SmackDown this year. There's a very good chance that TNT in the year twenty twenty could leapfrog USA. Well think about it. What does TNT have on Thursday nights? For uh, about mm, eighty-two weeks out of the year, I mean, I'm sorry, not eighty-two weeks, but uh, maybe like twenty weeks out of the year, that wins an Emmy, terrible, terrible. Hey man, that, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, so I mean, that's why <laughs> that's why they were up there like that because inside the NBA and the NBA does a lot for TNT and to combine with AEW, shall if AEW progresses and and supersedes WWE, USA is in trouble. And look, look, just because we don't watch them, let's not pretend like TNT doesn't have a bunch of shows that people watch. Yeah, they have a ton. You know, it, it's actually it's actually a very highly rated cable cable channel. Yeah. Just because we don't watch the shows that are on there doesn't mean that they're not popular to other people. They are they're popular to old folks in Florida who are retired already. I don't know. I, for everything, don't <laughs> I think I think Animal Kingdom is not really looking to get the old people dem- demographic if you've ever seen that <laughs> show. <laughs> uh uh, off the card is Pac versus Adam Page. A lot of people th- uh, were trying to to paint Pac as the villain here, which is not the case. Um, uh, Matt has a good explanation, um, but uh, it was circumstances that were out of AEW's control. They were forced to change the card. Uh, Neville will not be traveling to Las Vegas this weekend. They sent Page to England to wrestle, which uh, they have. A, there's a 20 minute match on uh, the uh, All Elite Wrestling channel. I have yet to watch it, but have you, uh, gentlemen, watched that match yet? I sure have. Yep. Good, good shit. Mm-hmm. I, uh, of course, on Being the Elite, they show Pac ma- or uh, they show Hangman making a surprise entrance, and that the pop that 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 he got was was fucking nice. That was great. Uh, yeah. So I mean, Matt, the, the, the Neville's not the villain. Pac's not the vil- villain here, is he? Well, it depends on who you ask. I've heard different things from different people. I've heard. I've heard it's a visa issue, and they're trying to cover it up. Can't back it up. I've heard this is a Dragon Gate issue where they don't want their champion to lose um, in, in another company until he drops the title with them. Can't back it up. I think that's the more likely you know, of the two. But, I mean, there's but... look, there's so many different explanations out there. Yeah. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. So we don't know 100% sure why this happened and why it's going to happen and we might not ever know ain't no fucking visa issue dude like you had plenty of months to file your visa it doesn't take that long it takes three months dude you say that but he was he was supposed to be at WrestleCon WrestleMania weekend and they had to cancel him because of the visa issue that I did not know yep go back and check it out brother so Um, then that was just that was April that was a month ago yeah and they had to can him out so, yeah, it's hard telling. Um, yeah. 
I, I mean, I would not be the slightest bit surprised that they're trying to cover up the fact that this is a visa issue because AEW is the last thing they want to deal with right now is fan backlash over a visa issue like New Japan had earlier this year. Don't even I think they would rather cite cre- <laughs> I think they would rather cite creative differences and run the match in the UK like they did instead of admit that they couldn't get a visa problem taken care of. But that was so smart. How did they handle it though? Yeah, that that ghost keeps following Daryl around, doesn't it? Dude, like I enjoyed myself. Not to go back to that moment, but I enjoyed myself in Charlotte. I had a ball, you know. But like I said, I bought the tickets based on the fact of who I was going to see, yeah. and I didn't see him. You didn't see him. I enjoyed myself overall, but still, I mean, it's still that that aura that I paid for something and then get everything that my money was worth. Uh, Mike Johnson of uh, PW Insider. Does uh, does say that the, there are plans to use Pac down the road. So uh, obviously, it was not a, an argument or disagreement between. Which to me comes down to two different things: one, it's a visa issue, or two, it's a Dragon Gate issue. Yeah. Because if this was a Pac issue, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be wanting to work with him down the line. Well, the only He's reason still I think on the AEW roster page. The only reason I think that it might be. It's partially a Dragon Gate issue because he did say when he hopped in the ring that he was like twenty and zero or something. He was undefeated. He hasn't lost this year for twenty months. Yeah, Yeah, twenty months or something like that. So I think it's to protect that as well because honestly, it doesn't make sense for him to come to AEW and he hasn't lost in twenty months. I mean, today we're trying to protect their biggest star. I get it. I totally get it. From my understanding, Pac has had two time limit draws this year as well. Um, and both of those time limit draws have ended with booze from the crowd. And the idea of a time limit draw was discussed for double or nothing, and Tony Khan shut it down due to the reaction that his previous time limit draw matches have received earlier on this year. To that which I say, bravo. Yeah. I don't want to see a fucking I don't want to see a fucking time limit draw on double or nothing Saturday night. Somebody's somebody's listening. Unlike an unlike an old man. That's because he thinks he's smarter than the rest of the fucking world, you fucking dickhead. Uh, some other uh, little news and notes. SEMA is in the process of moving to the United States full-time. Uh, Double or Nothing is listed as TV-14 in commercials for the pay-per-view. Uh, the promotion has hired several former ROH employees to bolster their staff. And um, Fight TV has listed as thirty-four ninety-nine in Canada. And nineteen ninety nine, if uh, with random places and using a VPN, um, and of course forty nine ninety nine in the U.S. through um, through the, uh, the BR Live. It's like <laughs> I've never used the app, so it's like trying to come up with the words sometimes is a My big bill's gonna be high, so high. Um, Big news regarding the AEW World Title. It was announced on the road to Double or Nothing that the winner of the uh, the uh, Casino Battle Royale, the winner of that, is going to take on the winner of Jericho and Omega, and those two people will clash to crown the first ever AEW World Champion. So uh, we'll get into that with our predictions later on. Um, if uh, a few days ago, uh, I guess maybe over the weekend. Um, or maybe late last week, uh, you might have uh, seen a video posted on being the elite. Uh, what did you guys think of yet another of the uh, uh, training videos from SCU? 
classic. I love those guys when they do my, one of my favorite movies, Rocky. And they, so, dude, they had to have had this in the can for months now. Why do you say that? Where the fuck they gonna find snow? Yeah, I guess that's true. They true. had to have they had to record this shit months ago, and the fact that they kept this in the can and brought this out this week was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was so good. What what the hell was CD doing dan- and with that belly dance at the end? <laughs> Just having a good fucking time. You having CD fun, man? That was great. Uh, uh, and then uh, and then uh, Kaz and let's uh, go. Means we gotta do Rocky Five next, right? Oh boy! Only in America. Only in America. Of course, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like Rocky Five, but yeah. Of course, four was uh, with was Ivan Drago. I must break you. If he dies, he dies. So where do they go from here uh, for motivation once they go through the Rocky movies, man? I gotta. You gotta. Oh, wonder. Well, you got plenty of Rocky movies to do. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to do Rocky Balboa. Let's just skip to Creed. Yeah. I'd rather them do Rocky Balboa than do Rocky Five. I'd rather them do Creed and do both. Uh, we, we got a nice, uh, a, a nice cameo from Arthur. And well, they Ch- can do. They can do Creed too when they rematch. Uh, when they rematch OVE again. Yeah. True. We got a nice. <laughs> <laughs> True. Very, very true. We got a nice, uh, a nice cameo from Arthur and Trevor as well. <laughs> they were the guys tailing uh, Scorpio and 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 uh, Kaz as they were uh, jogging up the street. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was something. So go to uh, go to Being the Elite's channel there. Check that out if you haven't done so already. I, I guarantee you. Uh, that you will not regret it. Uh, being the elite this week, we uh, we kick off things with uh, Nick and Mac ta- Matt talking to the camera. They're, they're basically saying uh, that uh, their old buddy Brandon Cutler is going to be showing up here pretty soon. We know Brandon uh, has been on the show lately, and he's in the uh, the the uh, battle royale. And uh, they said that they that they got a little setup for Brandon. He thinks he's. They 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 say that uh that, that he's going to be there to do voiceover work, but there's no voiceover work. He's here to read uh, out loud that he is going to find out that he's going to be signing a full time contract with All Elite Wrestling. And dude, I teared up a little bit on that opening a uh, BT guys. That was good for him. Well deserved, man. That, that was some good stuff, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that just goes to show you that like the Bucks didn't forget where they came from, and they're giving opportunities to who they can and hardworking. So, good for him. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great opening for sure. Yeah, that was it was very emotional. Uh, and he's gonna he's got two contracts: one as a performer and one as a content producer. So, very cool, very cool. Um, after the graphic, we see Jungle Boy. And uh, he, he's staring down Matt. Um, I got a still right of, the, of these two staring each other down, and it's just fucking hilarious. I love it. Uh, so we learned two new guys in the Battle Royale, um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So those guys are going to be in the, uh, in the Battle Royale. You could talk. He has a bachelor's degree. What's your no, excuse? No, he no, has he's a master's degree. He has a master's. 
Yeah. I thought he said bachelor's. No, master's. Yeah, master's. He's got a master's in... Uh, uh, I don't know about that. No, he's got a master's in psychology. I know this because he was on Big Brother. Uh, he's going to sworn he said bachelor. Yeah, he's he's got a master's degree. That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's got... I, th- I, I want to think it's psychology. Um... So I mean, we're uh, just wrestle to pay for their college degrees. I'm with it. So we're in. Uh, well, you know, some women strip to pay for their law degrees, right? I'm uh, here for it. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, CDs down in Santiago, Chile, trying to trying to get uh, some of the locals to to do a, a this town sucks bit, but uh, he couldn't do it, unfortunately. So, so no mas. But uh, apparently, CDs Spanish is is pretty good, even though he says it's pretty terrible. So. Um. Uh, so apparently, uh, you know, we're we're on the uh, uh, Sammy G is a giant douchebag train. Uh, is he really starting to, to uh, uh, turn people turn people's opinions around? I think he kind of won those two guys over. Uh, you know, the old, I can't remember the one dude's name, but I have no idea who the other dude was. Mister Fuego. I'll call him Mister Fuego. <laughs> it was it was like some long name with Fuego in it. I know that much, and obviously he had fire on his on his tights. Fuego del Sol and Ray Zombie. There we go. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. I got. My, I, always, I always pull up. You Matt. can look at my recap at fansided.com yeah. slash. I, I was just getting plug. I was just getting uh, ready to pimp that because uh, when I when there's something I don't know, uh, I, I pull up I pull up the old recap. But, well, you said there's a website. You, you, like you type it in, go directly to all the recaps. Fansided.com slash WWE will take you directly to the pro wrestling section of the website. Oh, okay. So if you don't want to sift through all the other sports stuff and you just want to go straight to the pro wrestling, that that's the link you want to use. Or what I did was I typed in uh, Fansided being the elite, and uh, the newest one pops up for you there too. So That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it, it almost seems like uh, he kind of won those two guys over, didn't it, Matt? Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm so trusting of Mr. Sammy G. Well, we all know he's a slimy motherfucker. I mean, come on. Um, and then they play the graphic on the uh, the buy-in, which is uh, basically the, uh, before the main card, uh, where Sammy G, Sammy Gravaro, is going to take on Kip Sabian. Do you guys know much about Kip Sabian? I, I don't. I've heard the name, but I've never like seen him fight before, I mean, wrestle before. There was a recap of him on the Road to Double or Nothing, like episode four. Um, but I mean, I've actually never seen him work. So the buy-in will be fun. Uh, MJF trying to uh, prove his loyalty to his best friend Cody Rhodes by trying to put Dustin Rhodes out to the pasture with a... This was fucking... That was that was hilarious. Giant Zelda sword. Uh, it, 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 and, uh, well, the attack was not stealthy, MJF. At uh, all. Not stealthy. Uh, well, for one, you turned on the fucking car lights. Uh, for two, uh, you, you, you're just not sneaky. Especially when you just... He, he screamed like an idiot. Yeah. And then uh, when Dustin turns around, he just froze. <laughs> uh, you, look, you look like the MJF guy. I never heard of him. Uh, Fucking a. That was great. Was that that was uh, that was Dustin's BTE debut? Wasn't it? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. And I think it was. I think it was MJF's funniest spot that he's done on BTE. That was great. Like 
acting like the the the, the Uber Dustin Rhodes fan. <laughs> and the funny part was there was a Zelda convention just down the street, so <laughs> you know, uh, MJF didn't even. I mean, MJF just fell into that one. You know, uh, they did some uh, of the mailbag uh, asking questions. Uh, oh, let's 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 let's, let, let's slap uh, WWE around a little bit, shall we? Uh, first question was, uh, how many championships are you going to have in AEW? And uh, funny how uh, how uh, Nick says uh, we we don't we want championships to matter, so we don't want to uh, uh, dilute the meaning of them by introducing so many belts when the WWE adds another title this week. <laughs> What's up? Um. So that was kind of funny. I would have liked to have actually been told how many titles they were going to have, but uh, what can you do? I tell you, I want a, I want a, a men's, I want a women's, I want a secondary, I want a tag. That's it. For yeah, now. four ti- four titles for now. That's, that's all. That's you all they need. Right need. Yeah. So a main, a secondary, a women's, and a tag. That's all they need. And the yeah, the the, uh, the forty year old man and me from the NWA days would love to see the secondary belt be the television championship. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I wouldn't mind it. I'm I'm cool with that. I was hoping uh, I was hoping it was going to be uh, uh, NXT doing the television championship, but hey, North American title worked out, and that title's pretty fucking pretty fucking cool. And uh, somebody tuning a harp. I don't uh, know what the hell that was. That's my motion detector on my doorbell. There's always weird noises coming out of Daryl's place. I don't know. I have a prison over here. Bullshit! Your place is nice. It is, but yeah, I don't <laughs> you want, can't I, call it a prison. I mean, like you can't get in unless I let you, or I don't know unless I know. Kenny got at survive me. if <laughs> D let you. Oh boy! <laughs> there it is. Kenny got asked uh, besides your match double or nothing. What part of the show in the weekend makes you most nervous? And then they also talked about uh, uh, Cody got asked about. Uh, uh, UK pay per view, and that's where they talked, of course, about uh, ITV and uh, and will ITV be hosting the weekly show? I'm hearing that's pretty much all but confirmed. Yep. So I mean, hell, ITV just released that 45 minute documentary today of the yeah. uh, the the I can't remember what it was called. What was it, it was called? Like the the double or nothing? But damn, what the hell was it called? I just saw it. I just watched it before NXT. And now for the life of my camera, what the hell it was called? God damn it, Matt. I'm working. Just, well, just chill out. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt and Nick heading to the airport as they're heading to New York City for the uh, the big announcement. They can't tell us yet on the on the camera, but we all know eventually. And then they show us the tweet from TNT, and they show us the uh, uh, the whole presentation, the red carpet, and everything. And it was <laughs> it was called before the bell. The story of all elite wrestling. Cool. That's on the uh, YouTube's. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and it's 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 on ITV's. It's called like ITV Wrestling, like YouTube channel. Like to me, the the all the signs are there. That the, the this is uh, that they're going to be the weekly home for AEW, and according to people I've spoken with that live in the United Kingdom, that channel's a pretty big deal over there. That's good. So that's pretty much like being apparently that's the equivalent to WWE being on Fox. It's a it's a 
very big station over there. I still can't get enough laughter out of the fact that it took Vince 35 years to get the same TV deal that they got out of the gate. <laughs> different time, different times, though, man. I know, but hey, yeah, it's, he, it's, he, it's he, really I'm, not. It's really not that funny. It's still. It's still <laughs> hey, hey, I, I still. I'm going to laugh at Vince while I can. So, um, Hangman Page is at home, sits down, uh, looking through his mail, and uh, there's a a package to uh, Hangy. Hangy, and uh, in the package is a VHS tape where he. Puts it in his desk to play it. Fucking brilliant. So, yeah, we, we weren't seeing things when he was uh, doing the thing in the car with uh, the CD that one time. <laughs> that was on purpose, and it's a running gag. Uh, basically, on the tape, Cody reveals that uh, all that stuff wasn't from, from Pac. That was from us just to motivate you. you. You're full gear ready. So that means, oh, okay. So that means Adam Page, it's time to go full gear. So uh, he walks out of the house in full gear, gets in the car in full gear, uh, goes to the airport in full gear, and shows up at WrestlePro in full gear to the surprise of Pac leading to uh, their epic match, which uh, you can see on uh, on Being the Elite. Is it on Being the Elite? Uh, I think it's on. No, actually, I think it's on. Just it's, the, it's, oh, on AEW. it's on AEW's yeah. channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. AEW's channel. So, which came out on Tuesday, yesterday, Tuesday. So, yes, indeed. Good stuff there. Road to Double or Nothing. Uh, that came out. Uh, that came out today, actually. Uh, I, I thought I was uh, having deja vu seeing uh, the women at the poolside again, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I had to start it over again to make sure I didn't catch the same episode. They freaking did that because I called them out. I truly believe that. What did you do? I freaking called them out, and I said by Brandy, by Brandy saying that Britt Baker was the favorite to win, that it gave away the fact that she wasn't going to win on Saturday. Oh, and I said oh. that on fan side like two weeks ago, God. and I think uh, I think they heard it. Because I have seen that AEW has looked at some fan sided content, and I think they did that because of me. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Matt, do me a favor. Whatever I yeah, say buddy. on the podcast from now on, put it in your fan sided uh, in your articles. I can't because that'd be like plagiarism. Damn it! So I was going to ask you why. Why I was going to ask you why is uh, what's Brandy's motive behind telling. Uh, 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 both the other two uh, competitors in the match that they're, they're good, they're going to win. And, well, Matt just answered it for me. <laughs> Matt did it. Guilty. But where's this going, though? You know, she's 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 pushing them all three of them up. Uh, two of them are going to be upset, huh? No, to keep them all motivated so they can steal the show. So you, you you honestly think uh, that uh, that 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 was uh, she's not going to win because that was like the obvious made it obvious that she's not going to win, huh? Yeah, you don't tell somebody on the show like that that they're the favorite to win going into the thing and then then they end up winning. And now <laughs> if she wins, at least she told everybody the same thing. Uh, then we see an uh, interview uh, with uh, comedian and actor. Uh, Jake Whitehall. Uh, he talks to to 
many people here, uh, Tony Khan, Cody, and Brandy, uh, about just about AEW in general and, and everything leading up to Double or Nothing. Uh, I, I liked uh, I liked one of Tony Khan's comments. Uh, w- w- you know, we're not going to kick people out for wearing other company shirts. Word. Uh, I don't know what. Not much else came out of that road to Delaware. Nothing uh, really. It was kind of more of a. Just, no, I honestly think they could have done without it. Yeah, it was just more of a. To be perfectly honest, I think it was a throwaway episode in every sense of the word. It was just kind of a. It's. It was the going home episode. Yeah, it was time to. It was time, but the funny part was he was going to take the belt out of the bag and couldn't, so we still don't get to see it. That, which of course he was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Belt teasing us. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, basically it there for, uh, for Road to Double or Nothing this week. Uh, no other, I mean, no other matches were really announced and anything like that. So we'll, uh, end of the show. We will run down the card, give our predictions and that's, but, uh, let's go to headlines first. Uh, some sad news to start. Uh, TMZ had reported that former WWE star Ashley Mazzaro, uh, was found was found dead about uh, a little less than a week ago uh, in Long Island, New York. And uh, she was the uh, second, the winner of the second ever diva search back in 2005. Uh, and uh, her career had uh, taken off uh, with, uh, with the WWE for the, a few years uh, after that um, challenged the uh, champion Molina at uh, WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. Um, and she remained with the company until 2008 when she was released from her contract. Uh, some of the biggest accomplishments were uh, actually outside of the ring. Uh, she was uh, uh, represented uh, represented the company in uh, Survivor China in the uh, second in the 2007 season. Uh, she also uh, guest starred on Smallville alongside Kane. Um, and just a sad, and sad story where um, it, you know it came out that uh, that unfortunately the, the death was a suicide and uh, you know it affected a lot of people within the uh, the industry. A lot of tweets uh, from out the wrestling world. I think um, one of the great tweets that I saw was from Cody Rhodes, where he said, "In 2007, when I got called up from developmental, Ashley Massaro was one of the locker room who reached their hand out and pulled me up to make me feel like a part of the team and instilled a family attitude in the locker room." That kindness is rare and should never leave our business. So, some sad news there with uh, the passing of Ashley Massaro. Also reported by uh, TMZ this week uh, that Ric Flair was rushed to the hospital following a medical emergency, but then was later reported that it was a planned trip to the hospital. What's correct here, guys? Do you know? (laughs) I don't know anything. I think it was a planned trip to the hospital, and the, and the unfortunately, when they got him in there, they realized they couldn't perform the procedure that they wanted to perform because of a comp, because of a complication, and they had to get it fixed. And unfortunately, the complication delayed the surgery, and in in delaying the procedure of the surgery, they uh, pretty much put the kibosh on Flair going to Starcast yeah. this week. I mean, it sucks, but it, you know it, that that shit happens. Yeah. But uh, everything is good with Nate. She uh, is home. I think as of today, I believe was today, uh, either today or yesterday, he uh, uh, left the hospital and is, is is home. So already recovering. 
already styling and profiling. But yes, as Matt said, uh, his uh, his Starcast uh, uh, appearance is post. It's going to be postponed. So apparently, it's going to happen sometime because obviously uh, people are going to try to make uh, you know. Obviously, uh, they got you know they're charging twenty five bucks to watch it. So, which I think is don't you think that's kind of ridiculous for a two hour little thing? Like, yep. I I I think it's going to be cool as hell to watch, but twenty five dollars. Dude, they're charging sixty for the entire weekend. You can get every day. You can get every freaking event from Starcast for sixty bucks. Yeah. So if you're dumb enough to spend twenty five on one event, when you can get the entire three, three or four days or whatever it is for sixty, I'm sorry. I, it's kind of kind of hard for me to feel bad for you. Saturday, you can get all the events for sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh. How many of us? How many cuss words were flying out of our mouths at the end of Sunday night? Infinite. I wanted to punch the, the next person I saw in the face. Infinite, infinite amounts of cuss words were coming out of our our, our mouths. I would assume. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I'm just I'm just so sick of it. I just don't care anymore. Brock Lesnar returned, <laughs> turned the main event, taking Sami Zayn's place. Uh, there was discussion that Lesnar might have been at the pay-per-view in the afternoon and it was hidden away and uh, no one was able to confirm that Lesnar was at the event. Only a very small group of people were aware that Lesnar was at the show before he walked into the gorilla position. Uh, Brock uh, arrived and entered himself into the match. Uh, According to Mike Johnson, PWW Insider, WWE went to extreme measures to hide Lesnar's involvement in the match. None of the competitors in the match were aware that Brock would be involved. Um, Mike Johnson was told the competitors were told that there would be a spot at the end of the match where Ali would be standing on top of a ladder and be tipped over, but not told who would be coming out to do the spot. I've also heard from some in the company that over the course of the day, they were told that Ali was going to win the match. So uh, the company was doing everything they could to obscure the fact that Lesnar was going to arrive and piss all of us off. Why the fucking secrecy? Was he afraid somebody we, we, we weren't going to buy the or watch the pay per view? Uh, I don't know. Well, we would, well, we would have assumed what, what was going to happen, and yeah, you never know. Turn it, cancel our subscription. I don't know. Uh, we already but, know who the fucking owner and CEO or CEO, whatever the fuck he is today, tomorrow, or next Tuesday, that he was going to fuck it up anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho took to Twitter shortly after saying, "Awesome to see Brock Lesnar win Money in the Bank, even though he wasn't officially entered." Brock is the future of the business, and this is a perfect example of genius booking. Shows why WWE will remain on top forever. Hashtag go Brock go. <laughs> My man Jericho. Uh, and on the other side of the uh, WWE trashing coin, Paige defending the Kabuki Warriors name, saying the girls chose that name. Lying bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like Paige, but it comes to a point where you got to stop towing the company line. They didn't fucking come up with this name. Just, they just told stop me to it. Say it. Just fucking stop it. A week ago, Titus O'Neil took to Twitter and uh, noted that Lars Sullivan approached the WWE roster to apologize for his past racist and homophobic remarks that were uncovered on a, I believe, a bodybuilding uh, message board. Uh, Titus O'Neil posted, Lars, I applaud you for seeking out myself and others on the WWE roster, not only to sincerely apologize, but also to seek guidance as how to move forward in being a better human being than you were nine years ago. Nobody's perfect, including, uh, including, uh, 
Nobody is perfect, including... I don't. I, I think he screwed up on the tweet there, but it said, uh, "Thank you, Vince McMahon, for taking action." Um, well, there, I'll talk to you. Uh, if this happened, you know, it's almost like the Hogan situation. I mean, this happened nine years ago. Uh, he has clearly stepped up and talked to his fellow workers about the situation. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you? Does that? Uh, do you feel fine with that, and 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 are okay that they are continuing to do business as usual? They did fine them a hundred thousand dollars, but are you fine with what they said, um, as Titus O'Neil had said publicly? I'm fine with it for, off of a couple of different points. Um, for one, it was nine years ago. I'm not sure how old Lars is, but we do a lot. We do a lot of and say a lot of things, you know, when we're younger, you know, everybody has to grow up at some point and the world is changing as well. Like you have the um, LGBT, I can't think of the, the, yeah, that community, you have African-Americans, you have you know, Caucasians, you have uh, Hispanic, you have uh, uh, um, Asian, you have so many different, the, the world is so diverse now. And the world has changed now to a point where at one point in history, you know, racism was just overrunning the country, overrunning the world. As well as at one point in in history, you know, being gay or being transgender or being bisexual well, was, sh- of, was shamed upon. A lot of people, so I just, yeah, a lot of people pointed out, uh, uh, you know, the people, uh, these people that were protesting black people drinking from the same water fountain. Well, then you go back uh, to not too long ago, these people protesting gay marriage, and it's not much different. Right. The world, the world has changed so much, and it's like people can change as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, a person that was in 1962 did not like black people. You know, they referred to us as colored folks. But then if that person's still alive to this day, Lord willing, um, they can change. You can always have a change of heart. Mm-hmm. So I think the same applies for Lars. And okay, that's what he said nine years ago. If that's what he felt nine years ago, okay, it wasn't right, but that's what it was. But nine years today, forward to the to, to, to today, he might have a change of heart because of who he's been around, who he's been influenced by, you know, who he's worked with. I mean, who he's encountered, I and mean, you know, that's just what it is. People change, and long as they change for the better, that's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lars Sullivan's thirty, so nine years ago he's twenty-one. Uh, yeah, you know what I did at 21 years old, dude. He was uh, uh, he, he was originally uh, from a small town in Colorado, so he probably did not see a lot of uh, anybody else but white people. Right, straight I white mean, people. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I've been, I give you a firm example. I used to work at a, 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 a clinic for the VA, and in a certain part of Maryland, Matt knows um, Glen Burnie, Maryland. I mean, and. You know, a guy walked up to me one day and said, uh, hey, he called me a colored fella. And this was this was in this this, you know, this century. I mean, this decade. And, you know, times have changed. I mean, I can't honestly I'm not saying it's acceptable, but that's all he knew until I corrected him. 
And from now on, I mean, he might be calling, you know, changes disposition on calling folks colored fellow colored folks to African American or black. I mean, yeah. people can change. Yeah. I mean, and if he can change, if if, if he changes. You know, his ways on how he feels about, you know, the LGBTQ, you say it for me, JB community. You got it. Um, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, and it's so it's so funny. I, you know, I, I made a comment. I'm like, oh, oh they're going to finally let Lars speak because I thought they were going to let Lars speak. And someone someone is like trying to make fun. Oh, what's he going to say? He's going to he hates he hates blacks and gays. You know, I was like, ah, I'm just going to ignore him. I'm not going to correct him. The world is so sensitive nowadays, man. Like uh, it's just like as soon as you say something. No, he was just trying to be funny, and it wasn't funny. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. I mean, I just yeah. like the world. I'm just saying, just in period in general, the world is so sensitive to every single thing that everybody. Oh, just because you sung this song, you don't like black people. Oh, just because you watch this movie, you don't like Asian people. Just because you uh, 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 wear these clothes, you don't like homosexuals. Come on, I don't like. Yeah. Get over it. Uh, WWE Network News is reporting that more WCW Thunder is coming to the network. Maybe that maybe they're trying to say, ah, this stuff is going to be better. That was on TNT. Yeah, probably not Vince, but uh, Monday, May twentieth. So that was two days ago. Uh, that's going to be part of the classic content drop. So some more Thunder is out there for you. Uh, Sean Spears, uh, who was known as Ty Dillinger as well as Tyler Breeze. Announced that they have opened a, a wrestling school in, in Apopka, Florida, called Flatbacks, and uh, so uh, they'll be doing their first eight-week training class in July first. So they're now accepting applications. Daryl, get down to Florida. Uh, I'm retired. I'll, I'll leave that up to you and Matt. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm too old, man. No, thank you. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like older than DDP when I I, I would be trying. <laughs> yeah, uh, my knees are shot. Not gonna happen. This week's uh, hit, uh, la- uh, hidden gems that were added to the WWE Network were Andre the Giant hidden gems. Um, there was a uh, uh, five thousand dollar bounty to sl- body slam Andre the Giant from nineteen eighty, and uh, Jerry Blackwell tried to take that challenge. I bet he failed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andre the Giant teams with Hulk Hogan in nineteen eighty two to face Bobby Heenan, Nick Bockwinkle, Ken Patera, and Bobby Duncan in a handicap match. Uh, but that would be pretty good. Bobby Heenan was good in the ring. And yeah, his 80, 82 was a good year. Uh, I was three. <laughs> oh, speaking, I of was... Which, speaking of which, we were talking about Lars Sullivan. Thank God social media didn't exist when I was in college. Just put that out there. Um, yeah, that might have been. I'm just glad it wasn't around when I was in the military. Thank God social media didn't exist for me until like 2008 because that was when they opened up Facebook to everybody and so by then yeah, I was out of college by quite a ways <laughs> uh, they have announced on MLW that uh, Austin Aries' first match uh, with the company is going to be his hometown in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, June 1st Fury Road, he's going to be taking on Adam Brooks so uh, that'll be uh, shit, that's, I can't believe beginning of June is coming up soon that's crazy. She is going by too fast. One of my favorite authors, Shannon Moore, who authored the book of Dilly Gaff. He's going to be uh, at the Performance Center this week as a guest coach. Of course, you know Shannon Moore from his days. Uh, tagging with Matt Hardy. 
and uh, also his uh, days in Impact Wrestling as well. Um, MLW has announced that following the death, uh, the untimely death of Silver King, they've announced that all referees are now going to be trained in CPR in order to assist in case of medical emergency. So very, very, uh, very cool uh, decision for uh, Court Balor and ML- MLW to, to to take initiative and uh, and have that uh, uh, ha- have their referees trained for that. That's uh, that's very very good uh, to to do there. I think. Uh, and, and the Fury Road live special <clears throat> that's going to be on BN Sports where uh, Austin Aries makes his debut. It's going to be a one-hour special there, so that's going to be on June 1st. And uh, there's also a push to find a venue to run in Dallas now that the Von Erichs have signed on to, uh, of course, play off their family history in the Lone Star State. Of course, they're... Iconic battles with the uh, with, with the Fabulous Freebirds in the WCCW days. Next weekend on uh, next weekend on May twenty sixth, you will be able to watch an eight hour special on the WWE Network, broadcasting from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, featuring a combine with NXT talents competing against each other. Uh, the network describes it as NXT te- superstars put their strength, speed, athleticism, and test in battery of in a test a battery of competitive events. It'll be the first time since the PC's combine has been instituted that the event will be broadcast on the WWE Network. I do believe, uh, like Bianca Belair owns a lot of the records for the women down there. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? Aaron, that on the network? That's going to be pretty cool. Eight hours too, man. That's and it's it's more content, but I don't know if it's really something I'm interested in watching. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, look, I'm all for more content on the network. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to sit there. Doesn't, right, it doesn't really scream as something that I'm going to like want to sit down and watch yeah, either. Not, not for eight hours. I mean, I might pop in and, and check it out a little bit, but oh, impact. Y- y- you know when you, when you when you got bad luck you got bad luck uh, a technical error led to the pursuit channel not airing the main event last week instead a loop of running commercials aired for the final 15 minutes does this not sound like deja vu <laughs> oh no this fucking company this uh, this happened was this a uh, was it destination america or pop oh it was pop still pop where uh, they didn't even like the uh, episode didn't even air at all, did it? I don't, I don't remember the whole story, but I remember it being a fucking mess. Who cares? It's just funny. Congratulations to JoJo and Bray Wyatt as they announced the birth of their son, Nash Six Rotunda. He was born on May 18th, 2019. And uh, yet another Impact star wants to get the fuck out. It's making the uh, the word round, making the word the word the word is making the rounds. That uh, uh, at Impact Wrestling uh, event in Queens, New York, that Scarlett Bordeaux has officially asked for her release from Impact Wrestling. Shit, she hasn't been there that long, has she? Mm-mm. No word if uh, the release will be uh, granted or not. Uh, stay tuned. Oh, speaking of impact, another one. Uh, they did. They realized that. Uh, oh, we don't have Jordan Grace under contract. Oops. 
And, I like Jordan Grace. And uh, so management f- furiously scrambled, I mean scrambled, to get a contract together. And uh, luckily they got her, uh, actually she wanted to sign with them. So uh, they, they got her to, uh, to to put a pen to paper. Uh, that could have been a, another funny impact moment. She'd been working since October, and they, they didn't have her. They they just now realized they didn't have her under contract. Dummy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the general discretion for Impact Wrestling. Uh, Money in the Bank uh, match between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio cut short due to blood. PW Insider has confirmed Joe suffered a broken nose when he caught a sit down senton early in the match and a lot of blood started coming out so they they, uh, ended the match immediately after but still went ahead with the post-match beatdown angle so that is why that went so quickly in case you were wondering and and why uh, why Joe lost with his shoulder up Uh, the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger has been added to the GE1 Climax event uh, July 6th in Dallas, Texas so uh, uh, he will be joining uh, IWGP champion Kazuchika Okada, IWGP Intercontinental Champion Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, and Jay White. Um, so this could possibly be Liger's final appearance in the United States, guys. So, yeah, what he said. Uh, <laughs> what he said. What? Uh, if you're in the area, uh, the New York area, or the Philly area, or the Massachusetts area, where Evolve happens. Uh, you're going to see Tommaso Ciampa. He's been announced for the next uh, for uh, four series of four Evolve events, doing meet and greets uh, before and after the Evolve events, starting at Evolve 129 in Queens, New York, on June 29th at La Boom. What a gr- what a great venue! A name La Boom. La Boom. La Boom. La Boom. Uh, you'll be at uh, Evolve 130 on June 30th at at uh, Senior Fin Bar in Brooklyn. Uh, he'll be at the 2300 in Philly on uh, for Evolve 131 on July 13th and at the Melrose Memorial Hall in Melrose, Mass. In, for Evolve 132 on July 14th. Um, the, the Evolve 131 event in Philly is designed to be the 10-year anniversary of Evolve. It's going to also feature Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak. Might want to travel up there. That might be a good one. Daryl, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. How long? How how far is it to Philly? Yeah, from from my house, probably about an hour forty five. You think that'd be worth it to maybe meet and greet Champa and see Riddle and, and Gulak go at it? Dude, I've met Champa so many times. Speaking of Gulak, Gulak and Kushida on NXT next week. That won't suck. Uh, also, an update uh, for Money in the Bank: Ray Mysterio is uh, believed to have su- suffered a separated shoulder. At money in the bank, and uh, I am proud of myself for saying those two words because I usually cannot say those two words together. Uh, he was spotted in Birmingham, Alabama, which is not the place you want to go if you're injured. Uh, getting it uh, diagnosed, um, and uh, WWE is teasing the state of the United States title on Raw next week. So it doesn't sound good, does it, guys? No, probably not. Nah. Uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, says there's a distinct move to try to change the look and feel of the third hour of Raw going forward in an attempt to bring up the rating. 
They experimented with different lighting, had Mick Foley tease different things would be different in the third hour, and teased all night that Brock Lesnar would return for the third hour. Did it work? Nope. Still uh, lost almost 400,000 uh, viewers from hour one to hour three. Uh, Word. Oh, look at that. Look at that segue right into the Raw ratings. Uh, yeah, Raw kicked off hour one, 2.681 million. Uh, the strongest hour one they've had in since basically Superstar Shakeup week, where they had 2.7. Uh, and then, yeah, it, it dropped down to uh, 2.229 by the end of Hour 3. Uh, did finish at 2.521 uh, overall, uh, an 180,000 increase from last week, but still the dreaded third hour drop. Uh, SmackDown, SmackDown Live, still can't get over the 2 million hump. Uh, they've been, for the fourth consecutive week, under 2 million, but just a hair this week... Uh, as they did increase their viewership by 160,000 up to 1.983 this week. So the newest championship in the WWE is the 24-7 championship. It's a title that can be defended at any time, any place, with falls counting anywhere. Uh, un, uh, uh, and like the, 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 the former hardcore title, the title can be defended and changed hands anytime a referee is present of WWE authority. Uh, the title is open to every talent from the WWE brand. I think that includes 205 Live, UK, and NXT. Uh, they crowned the first champion on Raw. We'll get to that when we cover Raw briefly. But, gentlemen, all right. The announcement fell flat. I think it fell flat because I think everybody was hyping themselves up for the Hardcore Championship, don't you think? I think the announcement fell flat because everybody took a look at that god-awful-looking championship. That too. <laughs> that belt the is new- butt-fucking-ugly. Like somebody took a pack of Newports and put it together. Ah! It's the Menthol Championship. <laughs> uh, you weren't the only one to mention that, too, which was fucking funny. Uh, somebody else called it the Menthol Championship on Twitter. <laughs> I, I fucking lost it. Yeah, that belt is butt-fucking-ugly. Uh, but, the Waffle House tweeted out that someone took their 24-7 sign and they want it back. <laughs> I, I said it looked like it came from the set of uh, Soul Train because it looked like it was built in the 70s. Uh, but uh, that aside, everything since then, gentlemen, I'm enjoying. They did a, a good job on Raw and SmackDown with the 24-7 title. Uh, uh, some of the highlights are R-Truth and, and Drake Maverick are, are, are cracking me up. I, I, I enjoy everything they've done since that that. that disastrous uh, introduction I've enjoyed the, the 24-7 title guys you yeah it's good TV I think yeah. it's funny and I think I think that's the type of entertaining product that the WWE has severely lacked over the years Facts. so I was just hoping that as Carmella's helping Truth escape she like low blows him and a ref comes out and she got I was hoping she'd pin him for the title and of course, Matt was helping Mandy Rose would pin him. So, true. We did, but our truth still holding the title at the longest reigning champion. Uh, you know, instead of days, they should uh, they should do hours, hour reigns, like on uh, uh, you know on on the uh, history books. Because uh, uh, well, Titus held, uh, Titus was your first champion. He held it for not even uh, ten minutes. I don't think Robert Roode had it for a little while. Uh, but our uh, truth. Well done. I, 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 acting like he wants to help Robert Roode, but then 
hiding a WWE referee in his rental car. That was brilliant. And then if you guys haven't seen WWE's uh, YouTube, I think it's, it's got to be on YouTube, but also on their Twitter account, uh, great video of Matt Hardy uh, staking out before SmackDown on Tuesday with a referee trying to uh, to win the belt. Matt, I know you saw it, That was, and we, we got a little broken brilliance, didn't we? Indeed. Daryl, what are you thinking about that 24 Besides the look of that butt-ugly thing, uh, you enjoying the uh, the segments and stuff so far? It's pretty funny as hell. <laughs> I'm, root- I'm rooting for Drake Maverick to win that thing. It's I got to like, laugh, laugh so I won't cry. It's just like it's just like when you're rooting for Crash Holly in the hardcore title. I'm rooting for Drake Maverick to come out on top one of these days. But- Look, and, and the good thing about this championship is it gives the rest of the roster that they hardly ever fucking use something to do. Yeah. You know, and has a chance to, you know, make new stars that way. Like they did with the with the hardcore title back in the day. Oh, Crash Holly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I still remember. Was it was it uh, Jared Briscoe? While, while Crash was sleeping with the title and he goes with the ref and puts his finger on one, two, three. <laughs> yes, the, the quiet celebration. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, like I said, the presentation and the introduction sucked ass, but everything since has been uh, well done, WWE. I don't think the presentation was bad either. I just think the title was so ugly looking that everybody was like, eh. This sucks. Yeah. I, I really don't think Foley's presentation was that bad. I really think it just came down to how bad the title looked. Think so, huh? I really do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, uh, let's get your guys' bullshit detectors out. Uh, get They're your, always out. Get your bullshit detectors, uh, set them to a scale of 100, 0 to 100. Okay. Uh, a- AJ Styles was interviewed by uh, interviewed by Newsweek, and he's told uh, them that he has signed his last pro wrestling contract. What's your bullshit detector say? From zero to one hundred. I don't think it's bullshit at all. So, so you think you he, he? I think Styles has been talking for years about retiring retiring from pro wrestling, and if he signed a five year deal with the WWE, granted we don't know how many years he signed. But he's, they've been trying to lock everybody on the five-year deals lately. True. If Styles uh-huh. signed a five-year deal with WWE, what? What? I would be very, I would be very shocked if this was not what? his last pro wrestling contract. Why five-year deals? Because you know why, dummy. I know. <laughs> I know. No, Vince. Vince is scared. He's shaking in his booties. Styles commented, I can tell you that this contract I've signed is my last. This is the perfect place for me to be. It's family-oriented. I have no problem taking my family to shows. It's a PG product, which I enjoy. I'm in the best place I can be for my career. Uh, He also commented on potential competition for the WWE, and he says, as far as the indies and whatnot, I don't think they should ever be competitive with the WWE. They should compete with themselves to make sure they get better every day because there's no competition if you want me to be honest, WWE is globally huge. It's unbelievable to know how big the WWE is. People don't understand it. If you want to succeed, don't compete. Be something different. Hi, AEW. Um, be the alternative. There's a lot of people that, that have a good chance, but competition is always a good thing. I hope any company does well so they can be that competition. Competition will always make a better product. Uh, was he talking to AEW or was he talking to Vince? 
Yeah, I don't know. On <laughs> Goal Style said, uh, being the Universal Champion, obviously, there are things I want to do, and they don't involve having every belt I can. That's, that's not what it is. I want to be a household name. I want them to know that when they hear my name, they think WWE. Or when they hear WWE, they think AJ Styles. I want to be entertaining and take it to the next level. I want people watching from home laugh out loud. There are a lot of things I want to do, and they don't always revolve around championships just to go out there and entertain. Good stuff from one of the best of all time. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. We got excited yesterday on Twitter when All Elite Wrestling posted a video of the next entrant to draw his Casino Battle Royale card. And who was it to draw that card? But nothing, no, none other than the Perfect Ten, Sean fucking Spears. How great was that, guys? Ten. Woo! Ten. I'm so stoked. Ten. It was very ballsy of them to put that out there because his no-compete hasn't expired yet. Oh. His no-compete expires, like, tomorrow. Oh. So, Anticipation. very, very, I would not have released that video until that 90 days was up. That, but that's just me. I, I just, yeah, but, you know the way, yeah. you know the way WWE gets, you know, yeah. pissy and butthurt about shit. I, I would have waited until that 90 days was free and clear before putting that video out there. But, uh, some trademark news. Maybe that's why his poor wife's taking all those jobs on television right now. <sighs> Good point. Word. She still has some gold, though. Damn, they haven't won a fucking match since they won them. I know. Oh, no, they won that one match against two no-name local talents. My bad. That's right. And that match but was, other than that, they've lost every single fucking match since WrestleMania. And that match was iconic. Iconic. Uh, some trademark updates. Bash at the beach trademark. Cody Rhodes was given initial refusal due to the likelihood of confusion with WWE's registered trademark of The Bash. Uh, uh, Cody's trademark for Dusty Rhodes has been given an initial refusal because the likelihood of confusion to Dustin Rhodes' trademark registered to Dustin Runnels. Which is... Okay. I guess I, you know, I, I, guess I don't work in the patent office, so... Uh, his other trademarks, Battle Bull, Bunkhouse Stampede, The Prince of Wrestling, American Nightmare, American Dream have all been approved. So, there you go. And, of course, the 24-7 title. What, what, what is uh, great about the 24-7 title is the fact that we're in a social media era so we can see... Like I just mentioned, you know, what we saw with Matt Hardy earlier today. Um, we saw all sorts of things like uh, uh, Steve Carino trying to take out t- trying to take out R-Truth to become the 24-7 champion. Uh, Steve Carino stalking R-Truth on an airplane. You know, it's just stuff like that, you know. And eventually the title's going to change hands on Twitter, isn't it? I, it damn well better. Yeah. I, I think that's part of the title's allure. I think that shit does need to happen on social media. Yep, uh, it needs to happen. Social media needs to happen on house shows. It it, need, it needs it needs to change hands as many times as the hardcore title did. Yep. I, you have to keep the entertainment value up. I remember, I remember, like looking at some of those old uh, house show results and seeing the hardcore championship changed hands like twenty three times that night. <laughs> I was like, 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm ex- I wasn't excited for it when I heard the rumors of what it was going to be. I'm like, ah, okay. All right. But I'm seeing it in action. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm kind of stoked. And, and, and you know, and excited for some people to win it, like Drake Maverick and, and anybody else that, that, that really wants it, like Matt Hardy, you know, so. I loved when Matt Hardy went broken on that camera guy, though. You absolute mule! WWE announced this afternoon that Ruby Riot underwent successful surgery um, on her right shoulder, and she'll undergo the same surgery on her left shoulder on a date to be determined. They have not uh, uh, said how long she'll be out of the ring, but uh, she last wrestled in Cardiff, Wales on May 17th. All right, NXT this week. We actually watched it right before we started recording. Uh, as usual, a, a good a good show. Kicked it off with uh, with uh, showing uh, the uh, the Viking Raiders wanting to uh, give up their uh, tag team titles, but the uh, Street Profits wanted to take it from them. Um, but in the end, uh, other tag teams came out and, and uh, caused a no contest. So at Takeover. Fatal four-way ladder match: Street Profits, Forgotten Sons, Lorcan and Birch, O'Reilly and Fish. Uh, Undisputed Era. They start off. Uh, they start off uh, the evening in the ring. They're all getting along now, so uh, it looks like that that beef between Cole and Strong squashed, isn't it, Matt? For now. <laughs> yeah. For now. Um, do you foresee a, a Cole and a Strong? NXT Championship feud in the future down the road somewhere down the line. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Gargano is making fun of uh, uh, of Adam Cole for how math works, and uh, Matt Riddle came in from behind and attacked, and that all sets up a tag match later. Sean Maluda from the Cruiserweight Classic. He uh, took on Mansoor, uh, a guy that's uh, kind of impressed me lately. Uh, had a real good match with DiJack. Uh, a couple weeks back, he uh, he defeated Maluda really quickly. Um, Velveteen Dream comes out, says how how high in demand he is, and uh, he's the North American champion, and you just can't touch him or feel him. He's too big to hold. And if you're going to say his name, you better say it correct. And that's when he's, when he's interrupted by Prince Pretty. Tyler fucking Breeze returns home to NXT. How great was it to see? How great was it to see Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream in the same ring cutting promos? I thought it was a very entertaining segment. I look forward to their match at Takeover. Yeah, two of them in the ring together is going to be magic. Uh, yeah, proof that Vince doesn't watch NXT because that was a great fucking segment with uh, with him. That's why NST has been so great as what it is because Vince doesn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, keep not watching. Yep. Yeah, yeah, just stay away. Yeah, yeah, just stay away, please. Thank you. Um, he's such a ruiner of things. Of course, uh, you know, Dream had to take uh, take shots at, at you know being a dollar store cop and all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Tyler asks if he should take a selfie with the champ, and and uh, one piece of advice when you put your phone number on your trunks and no one calls, it's because no one's interested. Tyler sucker punches Velveteen and leaves the ring. Good shit, good shit. Uh, Candice LeRae takes on Reyna Gonzalez. Reyna Gonzalez was a competitor in the uh, Mae Young Classic. Uh, Candice LeRae gets a, a, a win there. 
But then uh, the uh, three of the four horsewomen come out and gang up on Candace Ray before Io Shirai comes and cleans house with a kendo stick. Of course, uh, Io is going to be taking on Shayna Baszler for the title at TakeOver 25. Uh, next week, Mia Yim, Bianca, Belair, Kushida, Drew Gulak already looks like a good next week. And, of course, the main event kicked a lot of ass as well. Matt Riddle, Johnny Gargano took on Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oh, surprise! The Undisputed Era came out and, and, and uh, cheated to win. Are you shocked? I'm so shocked. First time watching the product, JB. Yeah, it is. I'm shocked. So we have uh, we have the card in front of us, and uh, you know it's kind of a we're kind of in between major major takeovers, but we're still getting ourselves a hell of a show, aren't we, guys? Well, yeah, yeah. I think this is, I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah, buddy. You got Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong. That's been a feud. Riddle and the Undisputed Era has been a feud going on for a while. Breeze, just seeing Breeze in NXT again, where he almost could have been NXT champion easily. Um, hopefully, he stays in NXT. I don't know if that's the plan or not. I, I don't know, Matt. Do you know anymore? From my understanding, he's back in NXT. Good, good. Uh, the, a fatal four-way ladder match on NXT th- th- that equals fuck yes, right? Fuck yeah. Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler. That that's not going to suck. I, it, will the title finally change hands? Hmm. I don't know. I fucking hope so. And course, I'm cool with it. And of course, Gargano and Cole tore the house down at the last takeover. But will Cole get the upper hand here? I, I, I kind of think Cole's going to win this one. But yeah, Adam Cole, baby, 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 baby. You guys in agreement that you think Cole's going to win this one? Strong possibility. I feel it. I feel uh, it now. I'm, but I'm not. I'm not willing to give my pick out. We're not. We're not there yet. Yeah. This see, is I, not. This is not NXT 25 preview edition. I, I I I am undecided on that prediction yeah. as yeah. of today. My, Give me my, a week. My my mind might change after next week. I, you know, and I have not seen spoilers, so I don't know what happened next week or anything. Uh, Money in the Bank happened on Sunday. Uh, overall, I would uh, put it as the women kicked ass to kick off the show. It was a big pile of shit. <laughs> then we got. The final three matches were great, but then instead of a t- cherry on top, we got a, a, another pile of shit put on top. Is that, mm-hmm. that, that about sum up Money in the Bank? Mm-hmm. Here, here, here's Money in the Bank. Both Universal and WWE title matches were great. Yep. Both Money in the Bank matches were great until the all final right. five minutes of both because all logic got thrown out of the window in both of those matches. Yeah, what what happened in the women with the logic? In, in both in both matches, well, I know the men's, but be it be it Mandy or be it Ali, have their hands on the freaking briefcase, Duh. and Carmella and Brock Lesnar start coming down the aisle. So instead of unhooking the briefcase and winning the match, you jump down and try to confront these people. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, you know, Mandy's stupid anyway, so. Oh. Really? Darryl's wait for it. Darryl's wait really? for it. Dar- oh, freaking Daryl's got that Jameson. He's ready. He's ready to start an Irish fight. Uh, and also, ain't fucking cold, D. Not even laughing. Brian and Rowan against the Usos was great, but I don't get the Usos going over here. 
It made no sense, especially with the Usos losing to the next night to the Revival. I know. Well, but you guys said it, it, it was non-titled, though, so... Well, that's what Vince loves to do, yeah, is make the champions lose. The, what, what, what was the purpose of... Daniel Bryan, WWE Champion at WrestleMania. One month later, he's losing on the pre-show clean to the Usos. Why is Daniel Bryan on a fucking pre-show in the first goddamn place? Yep. He wasn't even on SmackDown tonight. Or last night. Nope. Whatever night we're recording this. Unless he wasn't, I just forget. He wasn't on SmackDown, was he? Uh, ooh, I can't remember off the yeah. top of my head. I don't think he I was. I don't feel like he was. I'll, I'm going to comb through it here in a minute, so we'll find out. Uh, again, I've said this a few times this year. Uh, Dana Brooke continues to impress. I, I, I Again, I thought she did very well in, in, the, in the women's match. Uh, Ember Moon with that eclipse off the ladder. Woo! That was my favorite spot. That was sick. It was really no different than her hitting the eclipse off of the top rope. Not really. Because dude. really, the way they had the ladder set up, it really wasn't any higher than the top rope. I mean, it would have been something if the ladder would have been set up in the rain and she'd have done it from the top of the ladder there. But, I mean, really, it, to I me, guess maybe it wasn't the... any different than, than the normal... Eclipse spot that you would see off the top rope. I guess course. maybe. I guess maybe out. the. I guess maybe the replay made it look higher. <laughs> I don't from an athletic, from an af- athlete's point of view, like dude, from a ladder, that shit ain't easy to twist your body like that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, I thought Carmella was legit hurt with a knee. That Mandy, yeah, so did I. It buckled and and she was like pushing her away, like get off me, and then. And then, that was uh, terrible. That was just terrible. But then she came back, so I guess that was what they were supposed to do. I don't know what the fuck was going on. There. That was that was just dumb. Uh, why uh, why the fuck did Shane go over on Miz? Well, obviously it's because he's going to fight Roman now. I didn't even watch that match before. When I heard the result, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I mean it was a decent match, but yeah, the. Why? I heard. I heard. Never in his career that Shane's fought in five pay per views in a row, and now he's going to be fighting in six. Uh, Joe and Mysterio, of course, got shut down early. So hopefully, hopefully the rubber match uh, uh, delivers. Well, hopefully. I mean, shit. N- never mind. Uh, Ray may not be able to wrestle. Maybe it's maybe it's Joe and Dominic for the U.S. Dominic. Fight. Uh. Nisan Davari had a solid match, though it's kind of hard to get behind 205 Live after everybody got taken. <laughs> you know, but they, they they put together a good match, I thought. Um, Becky and uh, Becky and Lacey was meh. Becky and Charlotte was meh. It's all okay. Um. But you know, of course, the main story there was Bailey cashing in. So, and Jesus, that pop when Bailey came out. Of course, everybody loves a good cash in, don't they? Sure does. Ask Matt about Dolph. I was there when that Dolph cash in happened. It was awesome. That's why I said what I said. It's probably one of the best cash ins ever. Matt and I were there when Alberto Del Rio cashed in on Punk. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We were. I mean, I'm fucking happy about it. I walked out of that building pissed. Uh, yeah, we were all wearing our best in the world shirts, too. Bad fucking mood. Uh, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, probably the best. That was, best yes. w, Probably the best WWE match so far this year. 
Uh, it was pretty fucking good. Kofi and KO had to follow it, and they did, I thought. I thought they did a pretty damn good job. Pretty, they were pretty good. Yeah. Money in the Bank was awesome until the fucking end. Really. 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 The only good thing about Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank was him using it as a boombox. Facts. And the best thing. The only reason that was good is because all the memes that came out of it. I know. The the brass monkey one was pretty funny. Freaking draft so gross. (sighs) So, of course, we kick off Raw with uh, Lesnar and Heyman Gloten, because why not just piss us off to start hour one of three, right? I'm not going to even acknowledge Vince's um, I, I, you know, stupidity. I, you know, I, I hope they they realize. You know, I really hope that they they realize. I really hope they book it this way. Where I was really hoping it was going to happen on Monday, where Brock cashes in, and everybody that was in that ladder match comes out and and, and takes him down after the bell rings, and he loses. Yeah, that that's, takes too much creativity on WWE's part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, skipping a bunch of things on Raw, because there, there's a lot of things to skip on Raw, but hey, can we get more Ricochet and Cesaro in the future, guys? I'm with it. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was good. So how excited are you for Shane and Roman? Just kidding. How, how annoyed are you by saying a Super Showdown is just as good, if not better, than WrestleMania? No, I watched it last year. It was boring as fuck. <sighs> Dude, I'm telling you, if, they, if Goldberg and Taker wasn't on that show, I wouldn't even be watching it. I mean, I'm not watching it live. That's really no. the uh, the only reason I care to see it is because I want to see that match. Hey, hey, watching that shit. A, I'll either be I'm, I'm either on vacation or I'm going to be working, one of the two. I'm not sure if I'm going out of town that weekend or that, that Friday or not. So either way, I'm going to be gone. And I'm not watching it live. But uh, Thank God the revival will be the Usos because... After all the stupid shit that they've been through the last couple of days, at least made them look good here. Uh, that was that was a good match, I thought. Um, and uh, I, I tell me if you think uh, this is the direction they're going here. Uh, the the six woman tag with uh, Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss—they beat the Iconics and, and Lacey Evans. And uh, well, well, Alexa Bliss was just drinking coffee at ringside. She didn't even wrestle. Because she's not cleared. Nope. Does she eventually use this to, like, use this as, uh, hey, we beat the Iconics, her and Nikki challenge for the tag titles kind of thing when she gets cleared? I have no idea. Shouldn't we be worrying about the Kabuki Warriors first? Uh, that name just sounds so stupid. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh God! Hey, Eric. Hey. Speaking of tag teams, not on SmackDown Tuesday night. That yeah, good point. I still think the pairing with Paige is just super weird too. It's not jiving for me. I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, it's good to see Paige on TV. I'm willing to give it a couple of weeks, but we've a given lot it of their a, few, good, a lot of their goodwill was burned through me when Paige had the nerve to go on social media and act like. This tag team name was Oscar and Carrie Sane's idea. Well, I mean, they've been together for a little while now, and it's just not—it's not jiving for me, man. 
Uh, we did get an EC3 and an Eric Young sighting for the uh, the 24-7. I almost didn't recognize Eric Young. It's okay. He barely recognizes himself. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, if you uh, ever, uh, 20 years from now, and you're playing WWE Trivial Pursuit, and who was the first ever WWE 24-7 champion, your answer would be Titus O'Neil, uh, followed by Robert Roode very shortly after that. And uh, then Robert Roode went into hiding for a while until uh, Truth uh, brilliantly hit a ref in his rental car. Uh, speaking of, let's see more of this. How about, uh, can we see more of Miz and McIntyre down the road? I thought that was pretty damn good, too. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty good bra. And again, it, it, was it a little better than SmackDown this week? I don't... I think SmackDown was a little better just because of some of the matches. But see, the thing is, with Raw and SmackDown, with me, is I'm not going to give it any props until you give me some consistency. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have an issue with either show this week. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, you're you're right. I mean, I I would prefer them to continue to do consistently good shows instead of just one good show every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's just how I feel, and especially quote unquote with as I throw the air quotes out as the competition looms you might want to do that yeah. because as AEW if they put on a double or nothing lives up to the hype lives up to the hype look out and exceeds it and it damn well better for 50 bucks right yeah, Vince is in trouble that's just, that's just the way I'm looking at it like this pay-per-view better blow me away well if there's anything if all in is uh is a is an inkling or, or a hint of what Dublin Nothing can do with, you know, do, then, yeah, I'm not worried at all. Uh, SmackDown, welcome back, Big E. It's good to see the New Day all back together again. Though I, I think they might have written off Big E for another couple of weeks after uh, KO's attack. <laughs> Obviously, he's not ready to wrestle again, but... But it was good to see the Big Day, the Big, the Big, the Big Day, the New Day. Big, e. big day. The big day. The big day. Uh, it's good to see the the new day, the trio back together again. It was fun. It was entertaining. Speaking of fun and entertaining, Ali and Andrade. That was a great fucking match. I I, I highly suggest that one. Uh, Carmella was uh, putting our truth in a blonde wig uh, to disguise him, but uh, he's holding the twenty four seven belt. Carmella, not gonna work. Uh. When when it, they said it was Mandy Rose against Carmella, I'm like, oh great, this is gonna be chaos, and uh, yeah, it was chaos pretty much. But I, I thought it'd be the women trying to beat up our truth. <laughs> that would have been kind of almost funnier, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the return of Dolph Ziggler beating the f- holy fuck out of Kofi Kingston? Once that Saudi money. Yep. Don't we? Don't we all? Nah, I'd, I'd rather not have their money. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he, he did. He uh, unexpectedly returned to uh, destroy Kofi Kingston. Um, then he cut a, a pretty good emotional, like a very emotional promo about how it should have been him replacing Ali and not Kofi. Emo Dolph. Yep, Emo Dolph. 
<sighs> I'm already tired of Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon. <laughs> I'm already tired of anybody against Shane McMahon. That too. Fucking A. That too. But uh, that ended SmackDown. Mercifully. Yeah, I wish Shane McMahon would go away. Alright, boys. Alright, boys. It is, uh, it is time to preview the first ever AEW pay-per-view. How, how great is this? Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. Crazy. Can't wait. Uh, including the buy-in show, which is on uh, All Elite Wrestling's YouTube channel at uh, 6 Central, 7 Eastern. On This is all Saturday, May 25th, live from the MGM in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nine matches are on the card, two on the, on the, on the buy-in show. Uh, first off, we have Kip Sabian against Sammy Guevara. Uh, are we basically playing uh, the booking of uh, who's on b- being the elite more is going over here and, and Sammy's going to get the win? Yeah, I, I, that's my opinion. I definitely think they've invested more time into Sammy, so I think Sammy gets the win. Uh, then the 21-man Casino Battle Royale. Uh, of those 21 men, 17 have been announced. Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sonny Days, MJF, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, Jungle Boy, Isaiah Casti, Mark Quinn, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, and four empty slots. Gentlemen, is Hangman going to take one of those empty slots and win the Battle Royale? I hope not. I thought one was for Matt Black. Shit. Oh, well, I mean, that's possible. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, guys. God damn it, man. Visa, visa issues. <laughs> they won't let you into Vegas without a proper proper paperwork, huh? Uh, Couldn't be helped. We tried. If Hangman's in it, he's winning. But let's. I'm let's, really let's, hoping it's not. Let's hope I'm it, really hoping it's not. Let's hope Hangman has. Let's hope Hangman is going to still have a match, and it's going to be a surprise. Like, like you know, Tom, that, that's what I. That's what I want. I, I want Hangman to have a surprise opponent on the show. He deserves. That. Putting, he deserves put, to have it. Like, look, you you've you've booked out. You have a five hour block in television. You have the. For my it's for my understanding, the buy in is from seven to eight, and then the pay per views from eight to midnight. Like it's a four-hour pay-per-view. It, like that's a gigantic chunk of your show, of evaporating without Hangman having a match on the main card. Yeah. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, he's got to he's got to have a match. He has to. Like, I don't know who they're going to put him against, but to me, he has to he has to have one. Uh. Any guesses, predictions for the four unannounced guys yet? You know what? I'm just going to be the world's biggest asshole here. Well, nothing new. Oh man, don't be taking any taking any jobs from me, dude. <laughs> I know this isn't fucking happening, but this is what I would fucking do. 
if the if the winner of this battle royal is facing the winner of Omega and Jericho for the title, I already know where you're going. You, you know, you know who's you know who's fucking winning. You know who's fucking winning this casino battle royal. John Moxley. You know who's fu- you know who's fucking winning this thing. Nope. John Moxley. It ain't John Moxley. Punk. Yep. Ooh, baby. He's the wild card. Mm-hmm. Number twenty-one. Yep. And then mm-hmm. he fly, then he flies over to California and does his MMA commentary. Mm-hmm. Cult of personality. And they have they have Punk on the preview uh, on the pre-show. Free to everybody. That is free to everybody. everyone mm-hmm. that is available to watch. And why is Matt an asshole? At seven o'clock, and at seven o'clock, between seven and eight, that would be between four and five o'clock. Um, California time. Yep. And he could get he could get that he could get the match done. He could hop Tony Khan's private jet. Yep. And he could get to California time one, to do his one, MMA commentary. L A. to one hour flight. Like nope, one, probably thirty minutes. Because from L A. to yeah, uh, I would say probably thirty minutes. Yeah, L A. to uh to Vegas is like uh three and a half four hour drive. Yeah, I'd say about I'd say about a thirty minute flight. Mm-hmm. And on a private jet, that wouldn't take any time at all. Straight like that, boom. Yep. Yeah, because Exa- that's exactly uh, what I would do. I'd break the fucking internet before I even before the main paper. Even I already knew there. where you were going, Matt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm look, just saying. Look, 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 look I'm look. not saying it's going to happen, but what bigger exposure could you have by having CM Punk show up on the show that everybody can watch for free? Yeah, and looking at looking at the the guys announced, the only. The only guys that really even stand out as having a chance are MJF and Joey Janela. I, w- I would agree with you. Maybe, maybe Sean maybe, Spears. Yeah, maybe Sean Spears. And that's and that's a huge stretch to me. Same with Jimmy Havoc like, is a stretch too. But yeah. to me, to me, there's nobody currently in that match that I envision going. Oh yeah, I want to see them fight Kenny Omega for the our AEW World Championship. Oh, so that's who you're picking. And, I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not being a dickhead. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just, obviously, or, Jer- or Jericho. Like, it, I don't want to see. Obviously, number look, twenty. Obviously, number twenty-one has got to be a, a fucking shock. I think because they're yeah, bringing out five I, I guys. Feel like, they're, they're bring, I feel like whoever twenty-one is is the winner. They're bringing out five guys at a time every three minutes, and then twenty-one comes out by himself, mm-hmm. last guy to enter. And like I, like I said, I'm, I'm not being an asshole, but your your first world title match has to be box office, Ugh. pretty Ugh. much. Ugh, if you're right, my god, oh my god, if you're right. And like, look, I love MJF, I love Joey Janela, you know, I, I love Sean Spears, but I don't want to see any of them already competing for the AEW world title. Yeah. I just don't. I they, they're not that they, they're not established enough. In in the eyes of you know the the average wrestling fan, they um, need they need to put somebody in there that's going to blow you away. Yeah, the, especially if they're going to be fighting Omega. In, you know, it's got to it's got to be a it's got to be a star that people already know. And you get a star that's going to be on TV in October, and ooh, the possibilities. Uh, I'm not even going to begin to try to pick the six women tag match because I know nothing about none of those women. So I'll just uh, sit back and enjoy that match. It's going to be good. Uh, good. Cody versus Dustin. I have this weird feeling, gentlemen, that all the VV, all four EVPs are losing. <laughs> 
at double or nothing. That's funny because I think they're all winning. I think Dustin's going to be Cody. I think Luch is going to be. Mind. I think Luch is going to beat the Young Bucks to get their AAA titles back. Nope. And I think Jericho is going to beat Omega. Nope. That's a negative, Ghost Rider. You guys are both against me, huh? Mm-hmm. I think all I think all the EVPs won their matches. I think. Let me see. One, two, three. Yeah, I think they all do. I can see Cody beating, or obviously see Cody beating Dustin. So yeah, maybe Cody wins, but there's no need for Jericho to be Omega. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, Omega, but Omega Punk. Ah, yeah, I guess you're right. I want Omega Punk. So the best bout machine, dude. You're not gonna put Jericho in the first title match. Yeah, well, Matt ruined it for me when he said Punk in the battle royale. So Punk and Omega. Look, I'm just, I'm just look. I'm just saying if they signed him, that's the perfect place to put him. Right, Absolutely right. the perfect place. So I got you know, I, yeah, and, and now Matt Matt's ruined it. So I do have to go with Omega because I want Omega Punk. But I mean, I, I still, be, it's either going to be Punk or Glacier. To win, I still think know? the Lucha Brothers are going to. Oh, be will you stop? <laughs> will you fucking stop? Yes, please. No, it's going to be <laughs> Michael Nakazawa. I will punch him in the face if he wins. Uh, I still think the, I'm going to still go Lucha Brothers over the Bucks, but I'm now going to say Kenny Omega versus Jericho over Jericho. <laughs> I'm going to say Kenny Omega versus Jericho, too. Uh, Cody and Dustin, I think they're going to put on a hell of a match. I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Who's Handman's opponent? Who do you use? I, I would love Tomatunga, but, uh, you know. I, I think that's a perfect call. He's already in Vegas for StarCast. Uh you know, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt him to lose because it's not like he's going to be a full time guy with the company. Uh, you know, but he, I mean, he put that out on Facebook or on Twitter. And is there anybody on Starcast that hasn't publicly said it that you think could they would slide in? I can't. I, there's so many people at Starcast that I don't even. I yeah, can't I was going to say I don't even know who's all there. No, I, I just I know I know the girls to Destiny are there. Not Undertaker, so. Har har har. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I mean, Bullet Club history. There's so much awesome behind that, having Tonga and and uh, and Paige. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be really happy about that. Honestly, I think that'd be great. Since we talked about all the EVPs, that just leaves us one more match. Us uh, SCU, uh, SCU and the Stronghearts. <sighs> I think. SCU loses. I, I I agree. I think I think SCU probably loses the match. I think so too because they're going to be. I think they're going to uh, initially be portrayed as heels, and so for them to really kick up the asshole up a degree, they got to lose. I just think they want to. I I think if the plus you want to put the over part, the, if the partnership with OWE is serious. Yeah, you want to put them over they, too. They, yeah. they should. Mm-hmm. They should win their. They should win the first match. Yep. Uh, if it's not that serious and they're not going to be used consistently going forward, then SCU will win. Um, I think we'll know a lot about the future partnership with uh, with OWE by the result of that match. 
Oh, and one more match I did forget about. Triple Threat, three-way match, women. Brett Baker, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray. I am going to go with uh, making Nyla Rose unstoppable right off the gate. Dude, did you forget it. about the best friends? He did. He's such an asshole. Oh, yeah, that's on there, too. Oops. Don't don't you fucking forget about See, I, I was going so out of order that I, I, I forgot everything because I was going so out of order. God um, damn it, JB. Brett, uh, Brett first, Brett Baker, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray. <laughs> Uh, I, I think they're going to establish Nyla Rose as an unstoppable threat to start, so I'm going to go with her as the win. I can agree with that. I think Kylie Ray wins. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that either. Best friends. Chuck Taylor, Trent Breda, taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. Daryl, what do you think? Well, with Chucky e. T, one of my best friends. Matt, I'm going with uh, Angelico and uh, and and Evans. I'm going with Angelico and Evans too because it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> just because it's gonna make great BTE material when Cody puts them back in the in, in the battle royale next for the next pay per view because <laughs> they wanted a, they wanted a tag match and they're gonna lose it and now they get they get put back in there. I think I think that's what, where it's going. So. What's up with the smoking thing? I don't know. It's funny though. <laughs> Daryl, do you know what's up with that? When when Beretta gets uh, stressed and pulls out a cigarette. <laughs> no, no. I wish I could tell you. I just like the fact that Chucky e. T's always in a Sixers jersey. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this edition. Of Lost in the mid card. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. What you got to do is search for Lost in Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. But um, if you subscribe, you know when you'll uh, when we do it on a different day like this week when it comes at you on a Thursday. So uh, hit that subscribe button. We're also on the YouTube, and the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard. Also on the Twitter at LITMC Podcast, where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. I am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Matt is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. Daryl is on the Twitter at No One Like D. And before we ride off into that sunset, Daryl, what are your final thoughts? Just looking forward to double or nothing, man. The hype is, you know, ever since the Elite left Ring of Honor in New Japan, pretty much we wanted to know what was next. And, you know, the build up, you know, from the press conferences to the being the Elite to the roads of double or nothing, it's finally here. It's finally here, folks. So look forward to it. Yes, sir. Wrestling is real. It's still real to me. Matt? Um, they, the saying gets thrown around a lot lately. You only get one chance to make a first impression. And Double or Nothing is going to be that impression. And I really hope for AEW's sake that their best foot is put forward on Saturday. Um, at a fit of $50 cost of a pay-per-view in 2019... Uh, if you don't deliver the goods, there's going to be a good chance there's going to be people that won't come back. Um, so this this pay-per-view needs to be everything and more, and I really hope that it is. We're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to find out soon enough. Yeah, you know, it, it's it it, it it was the only downer of this whole buildup is the fact that I got to pay fifty bucks for. It. I'm like in this era where I'm paying ten bucks a month for the network, which is amazing, and we'll probably get an all elite network somewhere down the line, obviously with everything that they've got at their disposal, but 
That being said, that was the only thing that's really hampered my my hype for this show. And and Matt's already elevated it. And if it doesn't happen, he's an asshole. So, <laughs> but fuck you, god damn, Punk Omega for your first championship match. Hey, Vince, what do you think about that one, pal? For Daryl, hey, the, the the freaking pox thing kind of hurt my enthusiasm yeah, too. I was just saying, too. yeah, that did too. That 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 was a bummer because that that build up was fun between those two guys, but. Yeah. Well, at least they gave us that match free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Daryl, for Matt, this is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We'll be back at you next week with our reaction to Double or Nothing. Have a good one.